and entrepreneur Shankar Ponsilat. With over 10 years of experience in the industry, Shankar is taking his own business to the impressive $1 million mark by leveraging the power of AI. As the host of the Shankar Ponsilat podcast, Shankar shares his wealth of knowledge and expertise in utilizing AI for business success. He offers tips, tricks, and strategies that help entrepreneurs and business owners stay ahead of the curve and achieve their goals. Join us now at dailycontent.ai. Please give a warm welcome to Shankar Ponsilat. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs> that is so funny. I can't get enough of that. Okay, well, welcome in this beautiful room, Sahil, Kushbu, Miranda, and Alphonse. I have been reading this amazing book, The One Page Marketing Plan, and I'm going to read you the uh, paragraph that inspired today's talk. So essentially, the author says, Many small business owners fall into the trap described in Michael Gerber's classic book, The E-Myth Revisited. That is, they are a technician, for example, a plumber, hairdresser, dentist, and so on, and they are good at what they do. They have what Gerber describes as an entrepreneurial seizure, and they start to think to themselves, why should I work for this idiot boss of mine? I'm good at what I do. I'll start my own business. This is one of the major mistakes made by most small business owners. They go from working for an idiot boss to becoming an idiot boss. Here's the key point. Just because you're good at the technical thing, you do... Um, so just because you're good at the technical thing you do doesn't mean that you are good at the business of what you do. And this is a very, very important point to make. So I know at least one person in the room, if I'm not mistaken, let me see. Yeah, I think Alphonse asked me a while back ago, well, how can I get this business going? So I have been in the exact same situation that Michael Gerber here described. And I want to talk about 12 essential elements that are important should you decide to start your own business, be your own boss. I don't want to dramatize this. This is not like you need to be a pro at all of these things right when you start. No. Luckily, you have some ramp up time. But you need to have an affinity in all of these fields. And it comes to a point where... If you do not have that affinity, you will have to wrap your mind around accepting help 
And that often means paying for help in one of those fields that I'm addressing. And a lot of you here in the room are actually going to leverage that situation and offer a service or a product that helps with that. Amen, you're going a little crazy there with the button, okay? So please calm down. <laughs> All right. The first one would be self-motivation. Are you able to set goals and work towards them without external motivation or constant supervision? When you start your own business, you are the boss. So you got to be the boss to yourself. There will be nobody checking whether you start on time work long enough, there will be nobody asking for daily reports, it's all you. And you have to be very self-motivated. You have to have a certain passion, a certain drive that gets you up every day and makes you go into your office Is that if that is where you work from, even if it's your home office. And work. And that is particularly difficult at the beginning when the income stream is not quite there yet where you want it to be. For most of us who work for an employer, what motivates us is probably the nature of the work, the advancement in our careers, the recognition we receive. But also, let's be honest, that paycheck at the end of the month or at the end of the bi-weekly period, if you are in the US, is pretty nice, isn't it? That's what we're looking for as well. Now, most likely, if all of these elements are in balance, you're not even going to seek to be self-employed because your boss fulfills, uh, I'm sorry, your job gives you everything you need. But if one of those elements is not in balance, you think, well, I should do this on my own. I'm going to do this better. But one of when you're self-employed, as I said earlier, there is nobody to tell you, well done. There's nobody to tell you, you are well balanced in your efforts. And there's nobody that sends you a paycheck. It's all on you. It's yourself. Yourself. And as I said, as I mentioned earlier, it's not necessarily the case that large amounts of money flow into your account from day one. It's going to take a little, a little bit. So self-motivation is truly... The key skill number one. Number two is time management. Can you create and maintain a schedule, prioritize tasks, and manage your time efficiently? 
very, very important when you start being your own boss because most likely before that someone thought of that for you. Someone had some kind of plan for you, how you work, when you work, how long certain tasks should take, when you should stop working on something because it doesn't seem to lead anywhere. And all of that, again, goes out of the window. Nobody does that for you. It is you. And if you are not good at time management or if you are not aware of your time and also more specifically how long certain elements in your newfound entrepreneurship take then it is very easy for you to get lost in certain rabbit holes it is easy for you to get distracted and you will find yourself often having worked the entire day on something that hasn't really created a lot of value for your business, sometimes even you can scrap it completely and it hasn't done anything anything for you. So time management, very, very important. Also, because guess what your clients will always ask you? How much and how long? How much and how long? And it's a difficult question because... At the beginning, <clears throat> very likely, you won't know very well, especially if it's a big project. And nobody likes to give the answer, well, it depends, right? What, what does that mean? But you're going to find that it, it does often depend, unfortunately. But you understand that you have to give a certain indication of how long and how much and then you make it an educated guess. And if you don't understand your time management, you can burn yourself. And you will burn yourself. You will think this project takes two weeks and it ends up taking two months. But you agreed on a rate and you will have to abide by that rate. But that's all fine. That's part of being your own boss. That's part of uh, walking this journey. And you'll get better over time. Key skill number three. Decision making. Are you able to make informed decisions quickly? And are you comfortable taking responsibility for those decisions? Oh yes, that's a good one too. So many decisions to make everything now that happens in your business or for your business needs to be decided whereas when you were on your own someone made that decision for you and very often you were quite upset about that decision but hey it was made for you right this is one of the big big differences of being self-employed you have to start being self-accountable and owning your decisions. If you decide to not have a website, what does that mean for your business? If you decide that you're going to work a four-day work week, what does that mean for your business? If you decide 
that you're going to have very affordable prices, what does that mean for your business? If you decide that you're going to refuse to work with the complicated client, what does that mean for your business? So a lot of decision making and you got to become very comfortable making decisions very quickly that you are uncomfortable about, that you feel you don't have all the decision points, but there is no luxury that gives you a week to decide. The client will call you, hey, I need this website, will you do it for me? And I need to know by the end of the day how long and how much. You don't have the luxury to say, no, I won't give you a quote by then. Well, you do, but that then doesn't lead to business, right? The next skill, the fourth skill is adaptability. Can you cope with change, learn from your mistakes and adjust strategies as needed? Oh, yes, that's another big one. You have to adjust to what the market wants from you. Not just only stick to what you thought was going to be awesome. And this is the beginning of what Michael Gerber said, right? You're, you are good, you're a technician, you are good at doing something and you say, okay, now I'm off, to, off on my own, do that myself. Let me give you an example of what happened to me. I worked as a software developer. I was very um, well versed with code and I enjoyed coding everything from scratch. I built my websites and I coded the navigation menus. I coded the forms, everything from scratch. And then, and I had a certain pride uh, associated to that, right? Because we work hard for that to know the coding, right, Sandy? We work hard. It's not necessarily easy to get to that point. And then you start being self-employed. And you realize that if you choose to work on your own and if you choose to be competitive and offer realistic deadlines, you have to throw out your idea out of the window that you're going to custom code websites. I was a big opponent of WordPress. I hated WordPress 10 years ago. I was like, that is for people who don't know how to code. I am going to open the code editor and do everything from scratch. And if someone comes to me and says, I want a WordPress website, I'll say, nope, I don't do that. I am a web developer. I don't do WordPress. Well, I quickly had to find out that that was not going to be a very good recipe for money making. Because if you code from scratch... As a freelancer, as a self-employed person, unless unless you are specialized in helping other teams with, with very specific coding tasks, right? Uh, but I had a like more of a general high-level marketing agency, and people didn't want to wait five months for their website. No, well, two or three weeks. So I had to adapt and say, all right, well, looks like WordPress is my new best friend. 
And so it went. I would say that mm, probably 90% of the websites we have for our clients are WordPress. And it was the only viable tool to use that I also could expose my non-technical team members to, right? If you have a custom-coded website that requires you to use a terminal to add a blog, well, then your, your copywriters cannot help you out. You, you will always need a web developer. So adaptability is skill number four. Skill number five, organization. Are you able to keep track of tasks, deadlines, and financial matters effectively? Woo, that is a big one too. All right, so there, I have a mind that is extremely capable, for whatever reason, to keep track of large amounts of projects and data points and reminders and make sure I don't lose oversight. But even the brightest, most capable mind comes to its boundary at some point especially when you start collaborating with others you start having your first employee or the first person you hire their mind doesn't work like yours and also they cannot read your mind that's something i needed to learn too what is in my mind is not in everybody else's mind we we don't have connected brains that would be kind of nice so you need to start agreeing on a protocol, a standard of how you organize. And in most organizations, that means you embrace some form of project management tool. There are lots out there. One that I like quite a bit is called Trello. But there are a lot. There's Asana. There are so many. Organization is very, very important as a self-employed person. And if you are not organized, you are doomed to fail. I can tell you that. Skill number six, discipline. Can you stay focused and avoid distractions even when working alone or from home? Ooh, yeah, that's a big one. Big one. Now you have your newfound freedom, you work from home, and around every corner in your house is something nice to distract you. Oh, this needs to be done, this needs to be cleaned, I need to take care of this. And the human brain is kind of tricky like that, right? Uh, if if there is a task, you kind of fret a little bit. You find all of the, all of the other reasons to not do it. Now, all of a sudden, doing your house chores is fun, right? <laughs> if it means that you don't have to get to that task that you don't like. And make no mistake, in a business, there's always something that you don't like. Because, like Michael Gerber said, it's not as if... You know, you when you are a hairstylist, just for example, and you're great at cutting hair, and then you say, well, I'm so great, I can start my own business. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, well, that's interesting. 
uh, cutting hair is only 20% of what I need to do here. The rest is leading a business. So you got to be very disciplined. Next skill is risk tolerance. Are you comfortable taking calculated risks and dealing with uncertainty? Yes, that is a big one too. That is a very big one. Especially at the beginning um, when you, I mean, just, just the fact that you tell yourself, I am going to start my own business, I am going to be self-employed, just that fact alone means you're taking risk. But then there is basically <laughs> your journey as an entrepreneur is calculated risk taking. And you have to always have some form of tolerance towards risk. Now, you got to decide how much risk you're willing to take. But there's always risk to take. And there's no growth without risk taking. One of the key... Um, let me give you two examples. The first um, one is when I was... Working uh, for one of my clients, I was working on their website and they asked me if I could give them a quote for taking over their blog writing. And I had a certain amount in my mind per month and I knew that it was going to be a substantial increase. I was ready to truly charge business owner rates not employee rates right that's something else because when you run a business it's not like what they pay you what your client pays you is all for you oh no there's a lot for taxes and all kinds of other expenses that you didn't have to worry about before you were self-employed so I had to go to that client and say, okay, here's my plan and this is, the, this is the amount of money I want every month to take care of your blogs. Now, had I gone too high, was my quote too aggressive, I would have been at risk of losing the entire account. Luckily, that one went well for me. The next one that was a big moment uh, is when you hire on for your first help in your business, your first employee, um, your first virtual assistant. That is a big risk because you're most likely going to pre-finance that person for a while until they start being making a return uh, on your investment in your business. And sometimes you start paying someone and it leads nowhere. Like they, ju they just were not a good fit for your business. And, um, and you took risk that was calculated, but it still didn't work out. And that is not only the case with employees. That is the case with tools you acquire, websites you invest in, ads you run, networking groups you join, all kinds of things that uh, take risk tolerance. Next skill is problem solving. 
can you think critically troubleshoot issues and find creative solutions to challenges oh yes that is a big one too you gotta get very used to solving problems when you're self-employed because every day will give you new problems one of the nice things of being an employee is you have you have other people worry about all the complicated things. You have one thing to do in your company and you do it well and you're compensated for it. But now you're on your own and you have to worry about so many things. Like, for example, how do I put food on the table by the end of the month? How do I make sure that that angry client gets appeased? Where do I find the projects for next month? What do I need to do to be in compliance with legal requirements? How can I insure myself? What kind of bookkeeping do I need to do? What kind of deadlines do I need to observe to submit my tax requirements or other reportings? And a lot of these things you have absolutely no idea about. So you have to get very good at solving problems. And as I told you, as you get a little bit further in your journey, you'd be well ad advised to, to take advantage of people helping you, right? You pay for all those things and you stay in your zone of genius. But at the beginning, you don't have that luxury. You got to do it. You got to figure it out on your own. So problem solving is a big one. So I have two more for you and then we can uh, open a brief conversation if you are willing to. Uh, skill number nine is communication. Are you able to communicate effectively with clients, suppliers and other stakeholders? Oh, that's a big one. That is such a big one <laughs> again. Um, yeah, it's just, you know... When there's not good communication, there's frustration. When there's not good communication, people don't know what you expect from them. They don't know by when and in what capacity. They don't know what it is that you provide. It is just so vital to be a good communicator, to take time to communicate effectively. When I came to the United States... I joined a Toastmasters club, which is basically a public speaking club. And now I am better at formulating my ideas in the English language than I am <laughs> in my native language, uh, uh, at least when it comes to business. But I think that uh, I am very sure that I can say that my ability to communicate is responsible for a lot of my success in business, my openness and my ability to communication. It's also a very nice skill that transferred over nicely from my previous career. Something I did before I immigrated to the United States was um, I was a law enforcement officer. I was the equivalent of what you would refer to as an FBI agent for a few years, I investigated international financial fraud. And yeah, I had, I had to deal a lot with people that needed communication skills. 
Okay, <clears throat> last skill I will mention today, financial management. Do you have a basic understanding of financial principles such as budgeting, cash flow management and invoicing? If you don't, you're in trouble as a business owner. It's really, really important to know at any given point what your financial situation is. Because that acts almost like a map that helps you navigate throughout your entrepreneurial journey. And for a lot of people, numbers is not easy. Luckily for me, again, because I was involved in investigating financial fraud, I was used to being exposed to numbers. I also have a brain that likes numbers. So... Um, yeah, but uh, then there's bookkeeping also, right? Do you know the principles of bookkeeping or not? Do you need help with that or not? Will you ignore it if you don't know how to do it because you don't want to pay a bookkeeper? Yep, all of those are questions to ask yourself. Essentially, I hope that my monologue here today helped you understand a little bit whether you are ready to be your own boss or not. I don't want to make it too frightening of a concept for you to consider, but I also don't want you to underestimate what it means because it is not easy and most, most companies do fail very quickly, right? But that doesn't mean that you will be one of them provided that you are prepared and that you are willing to embrace a community that helps you, teaches you, mentors you. And um, yeah, I think that's it. So let's get to the part where if you want to join me on stage and ask a question or make a comment, you raise your hand and um, Oh. Kushbu, do you want to come to stage? Yes. All right. Allow her to speak. Good morning or afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon, Shankar. How are you? Excellent. Okay. So uh, I was having this question that among the ones you explained, which key, which key skill do you think is the most challenging to acquire and maintain and how one can work on improving it? Um, which is the most challenging when what? Which, which one skill is the most challenging to acquire and maintain? Oh, acquire and, and maintain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And how can one work on improving it? Huh. Uh, wow. I think that depends a lot on your personality and on the af affinity of skill sets you have. Um, let me see. Um, I think risk tolerance is really a difficult one because as humans, we are just hardwired to avoid risk. And in business, we need to learn to take calculated risk. And even understanding what that means is, is not easy. And what it means is that you look at a problem and then you gather information and data that helps you assess the risk. But very often, you don't even know how to go about that process. You don't even know what data to gather and let alone where to find that data. 
So then you asked, well, how can you acquire and maintain it? And that is, um, you got to associate and network with other business owners who are at your stage and a little bit further ahead so that they can tell you, hey, I've been there and this is how I have solved this situation. It's going to be okay, but trust me, this is how it's done. And if you don't do it like that, you might burn yourself. And then hopefully you are open-minded enough to accept that advice and take some, sh some shortcuts, although very often you have to kind of make the mistake yourself uh, to, to really believe it. But um, yeah, and then as you grow, you need to continuously um, also adjust your mentorship to your level. You always need to surround yourself with people that are at your level or a little bit more advanced. Okay. So I was having one more question regarding that to start our own business, like it can be, it can involve a significant amount of risk, uncertainty and stress, I believe. So how do you suggest overcoming fear and doubt in the face of challenges or setbacks or what advice do you have to entrepreneurs like who are struggling to stay motivated? Mm -hmm. uh, well, for most people, they will overcome their fear and doubt because they are trying to get out of a situation that is very painful for them. A lot of people who decide to be self-employed, they either want to uh, escape from a job that is really not healthy for them or they want to escape from, from poverty or they uh, want to escape from uh, some imbalanced life. And... Um, that if, if if the pain is bigger than the fear of the unknown of becoming a new business owner, then that's most likely uh, going to drive people to at least try. Um, you know, it, it has to do with with just knowing that really all you can do ever all you can ever do is give it your best try, and every failure is not really a failure it is just um, a step a lesson to be learned on the on your life's journey and you will find out if entrepreneurship is something for you or not uh, and if it's not that's fine you know <laughs> the world wouldn't work if everybody was self-employed because uh, in order to run effective companies we need people at all levels, we need people who want to have a nine to five and say, uh, that's all I want to focus on. I want to focus on my expertise. I don't want to run a business. I don't want to deal with all of that stuff. Right. But I think um, giving yourself the chance to at the very least find out whether it is something for you. Um, that is something everybody should do who at some level harbors the desire to try being self-employed and then you know you'll find out if it if you are good at it or not it's it's luckily very that is one thing that is very clear in business you you will find out whether you can do that or not because it's it costs you know there's no if you at the end of the month whatever you can can't pay your bills then you probably cannot uh, make it happen mm -hmm. 
So um, that was so your last are... question, Kushbu. You said one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I do yeah, need. I, 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 I do need to. Got one more thing. You know, some some thoughts came in my mind. So, see, I know few of them who generally struggle with maintaining a work-life balance when they become their own boss. So, mm -hmm. like, how do you suggest managing this challenge? And uh, what strategies do you personally use to prevent burnt out and maintaining a healthy lifestyle while running your own business? Uh, I am gonna I'm gonna get ready for another meeting, Kushbu. I'm gonna answer that oh. next time. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it's a great question, and uh, yeah, it's just I don't want to rush over it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I got your point. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, it's been a great room. This was very helpful for me to think through all of that. I hope it was helpful for you as well. Um, I have a mailing list where I send daily ideas for uh, mostly content creation. It is a free service. You can go to dailycontent.ai, like artificial intelligence, dailycontent.ai, and sign up. Um, I'm going to get out of here right now. Thank you all, beautiful people, for having gifted me with your time and I'll be back very, very soon here on this platform. Bye-bye for now.